Welcome to the Busy Women Podcast. Every episode, we'll bring you unfiltered conversations about life as small business owners who also happen to be reasonably normal people. We'll talk about how what is going on in the world is shaping our businesses and the busy women community around us. Hey everybody, it is Karen Baring and welcome to the Busy Women Podcast. My co-host is on the line. Sarah, are you there? Karen how are you doing I'm doing great thanks how are you I am doing fantastic I can't complain we're on I think week eight or nine or seven of lockdown and I'm still happy (laughs) it feels that way you know I saw this great meme and I think it sums it up so well it said you know those underwear little kids have the days of the week written on it the whole world has a set of those right now Oh, yeah, that would be handy for me. I'd, I'd never know what day it is. Yeah, it's tricky, but I'm glad you're making the most of it. And so am I. I'm looking outside my window, seeing all the spring flowers coming up, and it, it really does make me happy. Yeah, it's nice seeing the change of season. Um, I'm lucky we live in the country, so there's plenty of change of season here for us and plenty of room for me to roam about outside. Oh, that's fantastic. So you want to hear a really bad segue that I just thought of? Yep. Winter has pivoted into spring. I want to talk, <laughs> I told you it was bad. Um, let's talk about pivoting. Let's talk about business pivoting though. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk pivots. All right. So have you been doing anything recently? I have had to pivot my mediation and conflict consulting services completely online. So either through phone consultations or video consultation so I've pivoted in the sense that I've gone completely virtual for the time being and how are you finding that so many businesses need to pivot one way or the other and many of them have gone virtual Um, has that benefited your particular type of business though it has in the sense that I'm still available to people and I think right now there are a lot of people that are having sort of micro conflicts and conflicts with coworkers in these strange times and with people in their homes. So it's allowed me to still be available to them, but there's something to be said for when you're having difficult conversations, being able to sort of read the room and be in the room together. So it's been great because I'm still able to offer my services, but at the same time, it's sort of weird because I can't offer it quite in the same capacity So it's been a learning curve for me as well as my clients. What about you? Have you done any, you've done some massive pivoting. I don't even know why I'm phrasing that as a question. You've you've been the queen of pivots. Tell tell everyone about them. Yeah, I do not think so. I've been an entrepreneur for uh, over a decade now. I have not amped my business up to this level ever. So I've done a substantial amount of pivots. Some of them have worked okay. Some of them have worked quite well. But I just feel now's the time to change it. If you've got the capacity and you've got a business that can change, now's the time to do so. So some of the things we've done is uh, I just did a my very first, um, I was on the news. So I was on a, a news station this morning. That's a new thing for me to get the word out there. Social media has picked up substantially. We usually get a certain number of people joining our Facebook community each, uh, sorry, each week we are hitting numbers that we've never hit before. In fact, 
numbers that would have taken us an entire month to hit were hitting in one week. So I've really pivoted on social media because they say most people are spending 40 to 70% more time in front of a screen, be it your TV or your computer. So I feel I need to take advantage of it. And what's been your favorite thing from all this change, aside from the awesome new growth in relationships? You know, what's been really interesting to me is um, one of the things I really like is the fact that I've have, I'm not saying a new sense of friendship, but there's a few people that I had good friendships with before that those friendships have really grown over the last eight or nine weeks. And I feel strange if I don't speak to them every day or do a podcast with them every two weeks. <laughs> it's been really one. I, I love our chats both on the podcast and without the podcast. I'm with you. There's been some, I've pivoted to some really great conversations that I have two friends that I worked with at CTV back in the day and we were always friends no matter what. But we started having weekly chats just to keep in touch with each other through this. And that has been my favorite pivot of COVID because, I mean, we even talk work a little bit, but it's just changing who I'm talking to has been fantastic. Not that the people I talked to before weren't great, but I've, it's really deepened some connections. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And do you think that these connections are going to stay the same once we go back into the real world with different um different requirements yeah I'm, well, I mean these two women we've been friends now for 20 some years but we wow. are closer than ever now because we're talking every week whereas we used to oh, we might have only ever talked every six months before but so it, that's been awesome but I've had some some fails too you know I've done some things that I've I've struggled with and I wouldn't do again and some zoom learning a uh, lot of zoom learning <laughs> I'm still on the whole Zoom learning thing. And I love I love watching, though, when I think I've done a, a, an epic fail with Zoom. Uh, my kids fondly refer to things as not just fails, but epic fail. So when I think I've done an epic fail on Zoom, I love watching those other people that have done an even um, trickier fail, like forgot that they had their camera on and taken their computer to the washroom with them. So there's an awful lot of Zoom learning going on. It's true. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's been kind of fun though. I don't know if you've seen, but a lot of people have pivoted to creating. So you can get game of Thrones backgrounds. People have designed, there's a lot of graphic designers that have designed backgrounds that you can purchase to use as a zoom background. So that's kind of a neat pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would do that. So if you got to pick any background, I'm curious anything you want what would you do i've seen people that use the one i don't know if you ever watched the show the office yep but they tended to do a lot of their one-on-one sort of um, documentary style interviews in the office with the window with the blinds looking out into where everyone sat yeah and so someone's created one so you can your face is essentially in that interview spot so it looks like you're being interviewed in the office the office Oh, you know what? Yeah. I would love I would love one that's kind of like that, but in the office where I'm sitting at my own desk and I'm talking, but I have 
all the other cast members sitting at their desks. So you got like Jim and Pam and Dwight and all the people, the cast of the office sitting at their desk. And then I'm doing my interview for my office, my, my particular de desk space, maybe Michael's space. He's the, the I'll bet you that exists, Karen. I'll bet you if you look that exists. And I think too, my goal is to support a small business and, and buy a couple from graphic designers just to have some variety for days when my husband is home or the, the dog is barking a lot. I think that's a really neat pivot creating, you know, seeing things like zoom backgrounds and then small businesses that are creating cups and shirts for people to wear that are even more obvious than before. So that when you're on the zoom call, your branding's available, you know, highly visible and. Oh yeah. I, I received, I'm, I'm the recipient of a cup that says my, my branding on it. I use it all the time and I use it because it allows me to brand my own business, but it also, it's a, a, an entrepreneur, a local entrepreneur that created them and people ask where I got it from. And I'm, I'm always so receptive to sharing her details. So it's so important to brand and find things that are important when you pivot. What has been, what's a pivot Karen that you think you might keep going forward? I think for me, I think, I'm going to keep offering virtual sessions because sometimes issues aren't complex, so complex that we need to meet in a room. So my thing I'm going to keep is that this is a service I'll keep on going yep. depending case by case basis. What's something you think you're going to keep? 100% Zoom calls. I was so adamant I did not want them because I was all about building a community. And I thought, in my mind at least, that meant that we had to all be in the physical space where we could see each other. Now, there's so many wonderful things about doing it that way. However, I'm finding from a business coach and mentor point of view, and people hire me to do that, we're getting 25% more done on Zoom versus physically meeting. On top of it, people don't have to buy breakfast. They don't have to pay for gas. They don't have to worry about traveling time. So we're going to continue with Zoom meetings, absolutely. The other thing so great about it is we have um, people now in our community that one is from Brazil, one's from the States. Some are in Canada, but from different parts of Canada. There's somebody close to Ottawa. And none of these people would have been a part of our, our program if I was only physical location. So 100% Zoom. That's awesome. Have you seen any pivots that you think people should um, know to avoid any pivot fails? One of the biggest pivot fails that I'm seeing is, I don't know if it's exclusively to people trying to pivot right now. Perhaps it's also a little bit of desperation. There's so much on social media that is sales pitchy, that is almost a bit slimy. And I know that it's a I know that it's very challenging, but please just be careful. If you're going to try to put your stuff out there on social media, make sure that you don't fall in, in a gray area because I'm, I'm seeing there's an awful lot of people pivoting, trying to get the dollar, but boy, does it leave a bad taste in your mouth. How about you? Uh, I saw um, Ikea has pivoted. They were offering online shopping all along, but they've decided to open up to curbside pickup. But they are quite proud of themselves for charging a $5 flat rate for curbside pickup. Whereas everyone Five else bucks? has been doing, yeah, and everyone else has been doing curbside pickup for free. That's an awful pivot. You know, unless it was going to a charity or something, which it wasn't, I don't know if they've 
since pivoted their pivot, which I think is an important point, just because you pivot once doesn't mean you're stuck to that pivot. We get to, we get to repivot and, and yeah. see what works. But I thought, I mean, it just felt tone deaf. Yeah, that's a real unfortunate pivot because that people are going to be talking about that. Why are you charging $5 when everyone else is doing it for free and the money's not even going to a charitable cause going right back into the pockets, right? Lining people's pockets. That's not a smart pivot in today's um, today's time. One of the pivots I have enjoyed watching is I always like watching TV commercials. I'm that crazy person that I will video or I'll record hours of TV, not necessarily to watch the, the show, but to watch the commercials because I'm a marketing person and I think I can learn so much about my target market through many of the commercials. The, the pivots I'm finding interesting are watching the commercials that have switched to COVID language and the ones that haven't switched at all. And now it's like apples and oranges. It seems like you only get two types. You get people are talking about community and looking after each other. And you have people that are doing things pre-COVID. So the, the contrast is quite stark. Yeah, that's been interesting to see. It's, uh, it's funny how something can so quickly become tone deaf when it was fine two months ago. Yeah, and I almost watched the ones that I know that not every single commercial has to talk about COVID or our society or our communities and what's happening. But the ones that don't acknowledge it in any capacity, and it's like, this is, this is the way we're, we're living, and it's talking about three months ago, they don't resonate with me as much. Yeah, find uh, it. One of the ones I've liked from an advertising perspective is uh, she's actually a member of my mastermind is she owns a gym and she's rented out her equipment so that her gym members can still. So she's not necessarily advertising a lot of COVID talk, but she's doing the, here's what we're going to do during COVID. And she's, let her members sort of take her gym home. She was actually on one of our uh, sessions and I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Not only did she do that, but she did it in such a way that people from her competitor companies and those competitors were not doing the same. Those clients were coming to her and now her competitors clients have become her clients. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a nice way of, of saying, I understand the times we're in. Here's what we as a company are going to do about them, but in no way sort of taking advantage or preying on people's fears or emotions. I thought, I thought that was an excellent pivot. And it also shows you a lot about her, I think, because number one, she's trusting her equipment with her clients. We always do business with people we know, we like, and we trust. And the fact that she trusts them they're going to trust her in return. And she's doing something that many other businesses haven't done before. Or if they've done it now, she's already finished doing what she needed to do. So she has really um, put herself out there to be different. And it's people are going to remember that. I think it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really impressed by her. It's, uh, it's neat of, to see. Yeah, I think there's lots of pivots. We're still not 100% done done COVID. So there's still a couple more weeks at least that we're going to be going through. And I think we're going to continue. I don't really even see it just as a, a pivot. I remember in elementary school, they, they forced me, Sarah, to learn how to play basketball. 
It wasn't even a want. It was a <laughs> Yeah. And that's how good I was at it. And I remember having to pivot and you keep one foot on, you don't really move and, and you just move your other leg around. Yeah, that, that's my basketball terminology at its best for you. But it was never just you stop once, you're right. You pivot and then you pivot and you pivot until you find your spot. As entrepreneurs, every single one of us should be doing that. We should be moving, moving, moving until we find that sweet spot that's gonna give us this, the success that we need. So for those of you that are pivoting, please continue to do so. If you haven't done it, you should be looking at it. And if you've done a pivot that hasn't worked, it's okay. Pivot your pivot. Yeah, I think an important thing to note, though, as a conflict resolution expert, is that pivoting and change is terrifying for some people. So if you have employees or partners, it's a really important time to show some extra patience and be really aware of communication so that while you're pivoting and even with your customers while you're pivoting so that everyone can understand. And I think it's a time for openness and not a time for secrecy. It's a time to, if something doesn't work, admitting it doesn't work and asking for feedback and, and not being defensive is going to be a huge thing that people can do while they pivot so that they don't find themselves butting heads. I think it's important to be willing to pivot your pivots and it's important to be willing to hear input on your pivots. That's a lot of pivot. <laughs> that is a lot of pivot. Um, I feel like we should be banking a song with it, right? There's so many times we use it. But you're right. It could be a drinking game too, actually. The busy women pivot drinking game. Yeah, that's a hard no. We're not, we're not advertising that one. <laughs> um, but in terms of pivoting, you're right. If my company has always gone left and suddenly I'm going right and I have clients that are used to going left with me, they need to be informed and educated as to the reason why and the benefits to them as well. So you cannot be doing this in isolation. Always go back to your target markets. In Busy Women, we use target market analysis forms and you should know how why you need to pivot, but then how it's going to affect those target markets. That's really important. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I think I respect people more in these times right now who are, will I mean, I always do given what I do for a living, but who, are, if, if Ikea were to come out and say, whoa, we were a little tone deaf there. We're donating to local food banks or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm more forgiving of mistakes now than I have been in the past and I think that the general community is a little more willing to allow trial and error so there's nothing wrong with saying Ee, that, was, that wasn't the way we should have gone sorry about that we're going to go this way because I think most people respect that small business owners are trying to figure it out too. Yeah nobody has the answers there's, there's nothing to gauge it to I think the closest you can gauge it to is like the plague but it's not the same time it doesn't work right I would pay money yeah. to watch a whole Ikea commercial about that and them saying that they've gone, they went nose blind to what, what they needed to do. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm excited to see if they, uh, it was interesting reading the reactions online. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything with it or if they stand firm or, or, and maybe they stand firm, but they explain why maybe it's, Maybe there's a reason for it. And if I knew that reason, I'd be more understanding of it. So maybe there's a reason. Yeah. That's why I think transparency is important, right? One of the pivots I've done is I have um, a Facebook group 
And every day during the holidays last year, I put up something that said, this made me laugh. And for nine, I really enjoyed those. Yeah. For 90 days, I put it out there and I realized with COVID, we can all use a smile. So I've um, brought it back with different things that make me laugh. And I've been doing it every day for the last two months or so, and I'll continue to do it until COVID's over. But I've enjoyed it because so many people have sent me messages saying, I needed a laugh today and thank you for giving it to me. Best received was something I put up a couple days ago that said, when people tell me you're gonna regret that in the morning, I sleep until noon because I'm a problem solver. That is. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> See, so I think your pivots can also be fun pivots. Yeah, I think that's just, you know, we're all feeling it out. So if we all are a little kind to ourselves and to everyone else, we're going to see some really cool things moving forward. So yeah. I have loved talking to you about pivots. I don't know if you have anything else to add or. No, it, the, well, sorry, I say no, and, but my head's shaking. Yes, I have one final thing to say. I love studying communities. I, I don't even know if I've shared this with you. I, my, my degrees are in city planning. So understanding where the structures of the city should go, parks and hospitals and roads, but as well as my, my second degrees in sociology understanding people, how they live, and the consequences of their actions, both good and bad. So when you put them together, it makes for a solid understanding of community. And I think now more than ever, please look after your community, whether it's your online community or your, your local community where you live. Look after it. Help those people that are pivoting. Help the entrepreneurs that are trying to pivot and, and earn their, their livelihood as well. So important. Absolutely. I think you've done a great job of building a supportive community. I love being a part of it. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah. So everyone should stay tuned for our next segment. But this has been awesome, Karen. I absolutely have loved talking pivoting with you. You as well. And I look forward to our next podcast. All right. Bye. Bye. It's time for that segment we like to call Things we think are neat. It's time for things Karen and I think are neat. This week, Karen, what did you see that you thought was neat? I'm going to be honest and say I spent way too much time that I should be acknowledging checking out this rabbit hole. Um, I was on Facebook for work and I saw one of these things. I'm sure you've seen them before that these life hacks and this particular life hack, Sarah, was about all the things you can do with toilet paper rolls. And I thought, yeah, and I thought, well, this is a good one, considering all the issues we've had with people buying so much toilet paper. I'm sure there's an awful lot of rolls out there. But what was really cool was one of the ones, and, I, and it made me think of you, where you can make um, a place to start your seeds, your garden seeds, because it will. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, it, it breaks down. So you take the toilet paper roll, you cut it in half, and you crumple up the bottom to make it almost like a little pot. You fill it with soil, and you put your, your seed in there. And then when the seed starts to grow, you just take that whole roll and put it into the garden. So that was kind of cool. I love that. That's a, that is a neat thing to do with toilet paper rolls. Yeah. I love those life hacks. Some of them are weird, but that's a good one. I, I thought that was good. And the other one I really liked for little kids was... 
they made communities. So they made little um, like apartment buildings. Each toilet paper roll was colored in and they put windows on it. So it was like a circular apartment building or a building and a little door. And then they put um, a piece of paper that was folded like a V, upside down V as the, the roof. And as you keep getting more rolls, you just keep adding to this little community. And I thought that was a lot of fun as well. Oh, yeah, that is neat. You could do uh, almost like a little lesson in city planning as your city grows bigger. Yeah. The rolls. So that's cool. I did think that was cool. What did you learn? I have a really interesting one. This week, since our topic was pivots, I think I was thinking about them a lot more. I saw one. So you know that kinetic tape you can buy, kinesiology tape, I guess they call it. I have, I play, used to play soccer, and so... I got some knees issues and I used to have to put the tape on in order to be able to play because my kneecap was funky. Do you know that tape I'm talking about? You see Olympic athletes with it and weird patterns. And Did you just hear me how I spoke about uh, basketball before, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this would be no. <laughs> so it's sort of like muscle support tape. It just helps. It helps strengthen and um, immobilize or support an injured muscle you may have while you're playing your sport. So, and it, it's stretchy, but it's very sticky. It can stay on for weeks. Oh, I do know the so, one. I do know the one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a company that called spider tech that has started selling their tape and saying, just put it over your face like a mask. So they're saying <laughs> it's breathable. And so they're saying, use it as a mask because it obviously seals. So they're now suggesting that you cover your nose and mouth with this tape. I guess they're a wider version of it. And it ter- the thought terrifies me, although I guess it gives you a facial wax and a Helps mask. Diet. One. But I thought it was neat because here's a company that uh, nobody's really doing sports right now. So how, what are they doing? they've decided that their product works well as a filter and they're saying because it doesn't have a filter, they're saying put like clean exercise, like put a filter over your mouth and nose first and then put the tape over top. And while I'm not sure I would give it a shot, I think it's neat that this company is saying, Hey, here's a cool use for our product. So that's my things I think are neat this that you can take athletic tape and turn it into a mask. All right, I know you and Dare, so I almost want to double dog dare you to do that one. Oh, Karen, it's so sticky. <laughs> I don't have their specific tape. I have, uh, I have old tape from when I used to need it before my physio was done. But um, no, I'm not taking that dare, especially putting uh, the, the Kleenex or something underneath it. I'm, I'm, I'm half intrigued. So if anyone who's listening wants to try using the kinesiology tape as a mask you share your experience with us and we will share within the network because i'm i think it's neat i just i'm not sure it's for me (laughs) it makes me wonder though like it makes me wonder at what point does it go beyond convention like at what point do you say that's just a little bit too far-fetched like i get the whole idea of making masks out of your socks and making masks out of other things makes complete sense to me. But at what point do you say, this makes a lot of sense to me to take really, really sticky tape and put it on sensitive skin, such as your mouth and your upper lip and your nose and 
leave it there as your as an actual mask. Well, they actually have a sensitive skin uh, line of tape, in case you're wondering. But what I like is that somebody somebody in that company said, "Hey, let's do this," and the company was brave enough to go, "Let's give it a shot." I liked yep. it. I thought it was neat because I've never, I haven't seen anything like it. Um, so good on them for having the guts to give it a shot. Absolutely. And maybe there'll be people who love it. Absolutely. I wonder if you can put that tape on a regular mask, like with that supercharger mask. No, because the tape, even they say very clearly, the tape, while it is breathable because it's fabric, is good for sticking, but it is not a filtration device. That's why they recommend a filter underneath. So they're not selling it as, as any sort of health benefit. You have to add a filter underneath to make it, to make it safe. So, so sorry, just, I think I'm lost then. So why would you, if you need to put the filter, this is like the, uh, the piece on top of the filter. Yeah. So you essentially, they're saying like, ah. I've read that uh, you can use coffee filters because yeah, yeah. they, they, so you would put the coffee filter over your mouth and nose you tape it on with this athletic tape because it's breathable because it's fabric. It's not like scotch tape mm-hmm. and, and it's, it moves. So you then tape on your filter with this athletic tape. You know what I would like to do if you're going to do that? I'd like to get a permanent marker and just make lines to make it look like you have the lines like for the mask, like the strings. If anyone would like to do that, <laughs> We will definitely showcase you on Busy Women. Yeah, Karen, I think you won things that are neat this week because yours might be a little more usable. But I was really impressed with this company for giving it a shot. So I thought oh. that was neat. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I think that the fact that they're saying, look, we've got something and we can migrate it into what's needed out there right now, especially because there's not, in, in all seriousness, there's not enough masks. My own family doctor is sewing masks, right? So I sewed not, one yeah. yesterday for my husband and it took hours. Yeah. So in all fairness, as much as I'm, I'm joking around with that, in all fairness, it does make a lot of sense, especially when there's a, a need, right? I'm just messing yeah. with you, Sarah. It's, it's a thing I thought was neat. Thanks for listening to the Busy Women Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Busy Women Entrepreneur Community Group. There, you can tell us what you thought of this episode and topics you'd like to hear about in the future. Have a great day. Have a great day.